0: Welcome to the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast, where we cover topics related to the current social media scene regarding food with some of the most popular accounts around the city and talk about their success in Sin City and beyond. I'm your host, Philip Zeng, aka Las Vegas Phil, F-I-L-L. Check me out on IG or TikTok, and feel free to email me anything at lasvegasphil at gmail.com. What's up everybody, welcome to episode 22. Uh, Really excited to have Jason Puckley, AKA at Sin City Bartender on TikTok and at the Sin City Bartender, Jason has a unique and fun approach to presenting cocktails that has caught the eyeballs of people worldwide as he sports over 1.1 million followers on TikTok and over 68K on IG. Blending his passion for pop culture and mixology into amazing concoctions, that you instantly want to make and try on your own. I've done that myself. I originally found Jason through my FYP in May of 2020. I remember this, it was his uh, PB&J shot and also his (laughs) Radaway drink. And uh, I've been a fan ever since. He's probably single-handedly tripled the sales of Blue Curacao. I didn't even know what luster dust was (laughs) until I saw one of his posts. But uh, hailing from Cleveland, Ohio and leading the forefront on the war against sobriety, Jason Puckley, a.k.a. at Sin City Bartender. Welcome to the podcast.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me, Phil. Great intro.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For sure, for sure. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your background for a bit. You're not a Vegas resident. What ultimately led you to uh, moving to LV?
1: Honestly, so when I first turned 21, I, I was still living at home and I decided, you know, I had been currently going to college and... It's like, this, this really isn't for me. I just want to get out of my house. I want to, you know, be living my life. And so I moved to Columbus, Ohio, just to be a server, hang out with friends. They have a really good college crowd down there. So a lot of young people. And so I was serving and I'm like, I want to make more money. Why, why am I not bartending? So I began bartending and that really took off for me. And I was like, why am I bartending in Ohio? Where, where can I make more money bartending? And so I ended up looking at, I really want to go down south. I wanted somewhere warmer, but it was still so humid. So I'm like, what where, where could it be better? I'm like, oh, Vegas, like Vegas bartenders. It's iconic. So why not become one of them? And so I picked up my stuff like two years later and moved to Vegas.
0: That's great. And then I'm sure, you know, to make that jump, to make that move, make that decision, your a lot of your friends and family maybe thought you were crazy.
1: Yeah. So, my mom, I remember I was here in Vegas, and I told her, I'm like, hey, I'm going to be looking at apartments. And she's like, okay, you know, have fun. And I texted her, like, a couple hours later, and I'm like, okay, I just signed a lease. And she's like, for what? And I'm like, for an apartment. I'm moving here. And she's like, oh, I thought that was a joke. <laughs> and so, I was kind of inspired by my sister. When she graduated college, she moved to Salt Lake. Now she lives in Seattle, actually. So, she moves all over the place. And I'm like, well, hey, if she can do it, why can't I? And it was tough, you know, moving somewhere, having no friends or family. But, you know, I made a lot along the way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I did the same thing. I moved here without knowing anyone. Yeah, yeah.
1: people are like, you're crazy for doing
0: that. And I'm like, well, if you want something, <laughs> you're going to do it, you know? Totally. So you moved to Vegas. And then what was your first gig out here?
1: Um, I was actually just a bartender at Brio um, over in Town Square. You might have been over there. And, I mean, that was, you know, it was a job. And that's actually all I really had time for. Um, In February of 2020, I had just had an interview over at Jing in downtown Summerlin. I don't know if you've been there, but it's a great vibe to it. It's like an upscale cocktail bar as well as food. And yeah, it was so funny. I was talking with the owner and he's like, yeah, you know, as long as this COVID doesn't get out of hand, you know, this is going to be great. And uh, yeah, so ever since then, uh, I've just been bartending at home.
0: Cool. And then that's actually when you started on TikTok in late February 2020. Yeah. Was that out of boredom basically? or?
1: So it was actually really funny. Uh, one of my best friends out here, he told me to get on TikTok in like, it was like July or August of 2019. He's like, yeah, it's gonna be the next app. And I'm like, I don't post anything on my Instagram. How am I going to start posting videos? Like that just doesn't seem like something I do. And so he kind of was egging me on for a while. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to do it. And then in February, he's like, hey, can you make rainbow shots? And I'm like, yeah, I think so. And he's like, let's make a video. And I'm like, uh, okay. So we spent like two hours filming my first TikTok video, which was just rainbow shots. And he's like, as soon as we get this, this is going to be great. And so we filmed that, another one, and they both just took off. I think my second video had like over 700,000 in the first day. And I'm like, is it this easy? Like. <laughs> i keep doing this. <laughs> so that was how I so got sh- started out there.
0: That's awesome. A shout out to your friend for pushing <laughs> you to, to do that. That's amazing. What's interesting to me is kind of the format is basically, I mean, there's been improvements and you've evolved, but it's kind of the, the same how to make it. Yeah, and it's
1: been pretty core. Cool. I don't vary too much. Personally, I don't like being in the spotlight all that much. Um, I've definitely gotten used to it. But when I was first making TikToks, My friend would be like, you got to be in these videos. And I'm like, really? (laughs) Like, let's not. And so at first I shifted out of that. And then I shifted back into it as I started enjoying it more and more. But yeah, I just kind of got down a rhythm where I could knock out all these without having to do wardrobe changes every day or every hour, you know.
0: And then when did it actually hit you that this was more than you just posting drinks? Uh, When Um, did it become beyond that?
1: It was probably in May. My page really, really took off. So sometime in April, I got a little bit of traction. I had a couple of videos go viral and I was at like 70 or 80,000 followers. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. You know, I'm having fun during quarantine. It was really just to, you know, to do something. And then in May, I just started getting like, it was like 100,000 each week of May. And all these companies started reaching out to me like, hey, can you do this? Hey, can you do that? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, I text my friend. I'm like, "Should I, I should charge for this, right? And he's like, yes. <laughs> but I, I don't know how much to charge. like And he's like, he really helped me with a lot of it. He's really good with business and all that. So I'm like, hey, I, I guess this can be a job.
0: Yeah. Unbelievable. And everyone's just on their phones at home at that time. I mean, I, knew, yeah. I know my <laughs> wife and I were drinking daily. <laughs> so yeah. so I funny. think there I were think... a
1: couple of times uh, where I was making cocktails. And when I first started, I was finishing every drink, you know, I would make I would make just three a day because, you know, what was I doing tomorrow? Nothing. What was I doing the next day? Nothing. Like I didn't have to plan ahead. There was nothing to do. And so I'd usually drink three drinks a day. And then as I started, you know, batching them more and more, I'm like, I still gotta finish these. I still gotta finish these. <laughs> and finally I realized I can't I can't live that way.
0: <laughs> right, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, this isn't uh casual anymore when you're making, you know, 20, 25 drinks a day. <laughs>
0: So, I mean, the body work to me, I mean, I see you scroll through it all and it's truly outstanding and awe-inspiring. Let's talk a little bit about the process. I mean, I mean you're dutifully posting pretty much at least twice a day, right?
1: Yeah, Twice a day is my like bare minimum, I'd say. Ideally, it would be three, but sometimes, you know, life just gets busy.
0: (laughs) Sure. And then so when the actual process of the inspiration to concept to shooting the video, I mean, how does that work for you initially when when you're thinking about the drinks?
1: You know, so I would say it's like a weekly thing for me. Usually on Monday, I'm like, hey, let's start thinking of what drinks are on the horizon. I usually just, I always have a notepad or not a notepad, but a notes app. And if I see anything while I'm just out, like if I'm at Target, I see a Lego set that looks awesome or a popular character, any ad on TV. I'm like, maybe that'd be a cool drink. If someone comments something, hey, maybe that would be cool. And so I just kind of stockpile all these broad ideas, slowly narrow it down to what's trending, what's popular right now, like what would really you know catch someone's attention. And then, you know, can I make it look cool? Can I make it taste good? And so it really is just like slowly like a round of trials where I'm like, Um, These could all work, but what could really work? What's definitely going to work? And the amount of videos I have that I just have unedited footage at this point, I should probably just delete. But it's crazy to see like what turns into something else. You know, sometimes I start with a different idea for a cocktail and it ends up looking like something entirely different. But I have to change the ingredients for like lore purposes or something. And I have to make it really fit that theme.
0: Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's amazing to me. How much trial and error is there? How many drinks Uh, do you make that don't make it on?
1: It definitely goes better than you'd think. I'd say probably if I have an idea written down, I understand the layering that I want for the cocktails usually. I usually understand the taste. So I'd say at least seven out of 10 make it, you know, but unfortunately more fail than I would like to. (laughs) (laughs) There's just been, I can't recall any current concepts. Probably, I really want to make a fun shot for Venom. And this was actually last summer. He's always been a favorite character of mine. And I think that was one of the longest processes because I'm like, how can I get sick looking, but still tasty, but black, white, and blue cocktail that, that really says Venom? And it took me the longest time, but you know, when it finally came through, it was a really popular video, so I was happy with it.
0: Yeah, and Venom's just a, such an amazing character.
1: Yeah, so but, he'll he'll definitely be making another appearance on my page soon. Here,
0: <laughs> very cool. Yeah, and then I, and I talk to uh, people who do cooking videos, and and a lot of that stuff, you know, is trial and error. If the dough doesn't rise the next yeah. day or anything, that whole thing, whole video is trashed.
1: See, fortunately for me, at <laughs> maximum, one of my cocktail videos probably takes you know fifteen minutes at the most. That's if I'm blending something, doing this and that. But, you know, uh, cooking video, that could, you know, if you don't get it right in the first two tries, you're probably going to have to quit it because you've been spending your whole day on that and you need to produce some, you know, viable content.
0: Yeah. And then when shooting, are you doing like seven at a time or um, just so whatever inspiration hits?
1: I'm probably, I want to say I do 35 a day when, when I do shoot. Um, right. I knock out a lot of cocktails. Um, yeah, <laughs> I try and do. Over the summer, I was getting a lot more done. In the past couple of weeks, um, I've had like, family visit and all that, and I'm like, man, I don't have. I like to have a stockpile of like 60 videos. Like that's where my drafts I would like them to be. So if for whatever reason I went on a you know two three week long vacation, I'd be fine. So I always try and do like 35 a week just in one day. And then editing is the entire next day. So it is, it's a process.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I mean, the work you put in has totally paid off and it's exciting to see what's going to happen. The evolution of your posts have been really cool <laughs> to see as well. I mean, be, from the graphics to the editing and, and the mic you're using, can you talk to me a bit about that process and and, and if there's some things you have in mind for, for future posts?
1: So when I first started editing, um, there's always, everyone has their own theories on TikTok, right? Like how to get on the For You page. And so for a while I was editing, you know, like five minutes of footage within TikTok and that on its own was miserable. So then yes. I started editing. Yeah, I <laughs> thank God I don't do that. Um, so I moved over to InShot to edit most of my videos and I've stuck with that. And initially I was like, the TikTok mic isn't very good for whatever reason on Android. It, it seems like everything on Android is just diminished um, with most mainstream apps. So I did end up just buying you know a decent microphone off uh, Amazon during quarantine to you know step that up. And then the actual editing with like text overlay and all that, I stuck within TikTok for a while because I felt like that was enough for editing within TikTok, because I, I believed you know, the hype, I'm like, ah, I think maybe if I start editing outside of it, people aren't going to like it as much, I guess it wouldn't be the iconic text. And it was kind of miserable, because you couldn't make, it's just not very fine-tuned when you're trying to edit. I'm sure you've, you know, de- yeah. dealt with the text overlays, just constantly, like, you say, hey, 1.1 second, and then it ends up being, like, 1.7, and when you're making only a 15-second video, you know, that that's a lot of time. And so fortunately with InShot, you can line it up so well. And then at first, I just wanted you know, cleaner text. I didn't want anything overlaying or anything like that. And then I'm like, wait, if I'm using any font I want within the app, why don't I use like fonts from the games, the movies, and all that? And I'm like, so that was the next step, and then that was pretty much the Final product, I think I settled on... Well, so for a while I was editing my videos and I was doing like double speed. I'm like everything fast, fast, fast. And then finally, I think in March of this year, I settled on a final product where I do a slow motion shot of each core. And then it's consistently like 1.8 seconds or something like that for every single one of those shots.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. And then the colors you use, the characters. I mean, there's so many ways people could gravitate towards the videos because of the pop culture stuff, as uh, I think was, yeah. was a huge part of that. Talk to me about your kind of fandom a little bit. I mean, have you always been into Pokemon so, and video <laughs> games and all that?
1: I've always been a kid at heart, so that was really easy for me, which is a funny comment I get a lot is like, oh, these are kids stuff. Like, Why are you making them into <laughs> alcohol drinks? And I'm like, listen, I've been playing Pokemon since – you know, I was seven, now it turns out I'm 25. So sorry guys, but uh, you know, I do try and include some non-alcoholic drinks in there, but it's stuff from my childhoods too. So, you know, I think it's fair game to make an alcoholic drink for most of it.
0: hundred percent. And I think it's cool you also incorporate mocktails and, and non-alcoholic drinks.
1: It felt more responsible for me when I first started out, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of kids on this app. I want to at least provide them a non-alcoholic recipe for every alcoholic recipe that I post, you know, so they'd at least feel included. It tastes similar and, you know, I don't feel like I'm encouraging any underage drinking here, you know? It's the same product. Right. The end
0: the and then you kind of evolved into selling drink kits. Yeah, so many which people is a phenomenal can't idea.
1: find, people can't find certain ingredients. Like a very popular one is Mountain Dew Frostbite, which I have stocked up on plenty of, I could probably survive the entire year on just Mountain Dew Frostbite. (laughs) Um, But there's other weird ingredients that people just can't seem to find at their Walmart or whatever it may be. Um, Another really popular ingredient that I love is this Calpico white peach soda that's non-carbonated. It's absolutely delicious, Um, but you can usually only find it at international markets, occasionally international aisles at grocery stores, but everyone's like, how do you get this? And I'm like, well, I mean, if you want to make certain drinks with it, you know, there's a drink kit on my website. Try it out. And then so you can cool. maybe, you know, see if it's good before you... Because I think on Amazon, you have to dedicate, like, at least 30 bucks to a whole case of uh, the Calpico, which is delicious, but, you know, for something you haven't tried. That's a lot.
0: <laughs> right. And then how do you... Are you constantly on the on the prowl for unique beverages like that, cal, that specific Calpico?
1: Yeah. So I'm always... Like, there's the huge gas station, uh, the shoot on the way to LA. So, if I have... Barstow, like, yeah, so yeah. they have so many unique sodas over there. So, if I'm ever on the way to LA, I'm like, oh, I gotta stop here. You know, I'm always making another trip for anything else. You know, if I'm going to the candy store, it's not just to look at candy, it's like, what weird sodas might they have? Yeah, I'm always on the lookout for something unique.
0: That's cool. Any of the stores in Vegas, I mean, does Rocket Fizz still exist? I don't know. I'm not sure. There's
1: somewhere in downtown Summerlin that I really liked that had a Mm -hmm. bunch of – I think I got like a Sonic Energy drink over there, you know, fun stuff like that just to to have. And it's like I try to make most of my drinks, you know, attainable. So I check to see if it's online. I check to see if like it's at almost every Dollar Tree or, you know, I try not to use anything too crazy. Like I'm sitting on a a lemon – meringue soda right now I'm like I could do something with that but at the same time who's gonna be able to find that if I do you know
0: right right but you're also conscious of the audience that you want them to make it too so if yeah get it then yeah. i
1: I try and tell everyone you know uh, I was doing this at home during quarantine I didn't have access to anything crazy and obviously you know things have elevated since then but at, at its very core anyone can do this.
0: Yeah, which resonates with a lot of people. I mean, it's it's kind of like the educational aspect of TikTok that people love and something that they they can apply at home. So, and I think there's a huge reason why you've blown up. Um, you mentioned earlier kind of some of the opportunities that have opened up for you. Companies were reaching out. I mean, they they had all these allocated dollars for probably festivals and other things that weren't happening anymore. So they found- Yeah, everyone
1: had this budget that they didn't need to do anything with or didn't know yeah. what to do with <laughs>
0: Yeah. So what kind of, so you had, I mean, liquor companies, mixer companies. Um,
1: my favorite company to work with was probably Screwball. We did a whole project over the summer working together because, you know, people think it's a peanut butter whiskey. What do you mix peanut butter with besides chocolate? But there was actually a lot of really great combos and they they helped me because at first I struggled too. I'm like, well, I've been thinking sweet drinks and I'm like, you can mix it with pineapple juice. And I'm like, there's no way. And then, lo and behold, they had a pretty good, like, pineapple screwball margarita recipe that they shared with me. And I'm like, oh, I can can go forward with this and kind of make some riffs and see what else can be done. But it definitely pushes my creativity, like, working with certain brands and unique liquors, all that.
0: Screwball's amazing. I love that stuff. Yes. (laughs) I always think of the holidays. But, yeah, I mean, seeing you apply that to a lot of things that you wouldn't think that would work
1: definitely it was fun like pushing my limits
0: <laughs> awesome and then other sponsored posts you've done i mean how is how has that been just making the social media into a business has it been pretty smooth or has it been a lot of you know throwing um, out a rate and seeing what happens
1: so for the most part when i was getting started my my account had just been performing so well it really didn't matter what i threw with it over last summer like i could you know, post anything. And it just seemed like it would take off. So that was a really easy time to work with brands because I just, I don't know what it was, but it was a little bit of luck and it was really easy to work with everyone. And since then I've kind of shifted because TikTok is so unpredictable. Even re-looking at some of my posts from the past summer, I'm like, oh, you know, I thought, you know, everything was going so smoothly, but then you see a couple like oddballs in there and it's like, you you just can't predict which drinks will and won't do well it, it'd be nice if everything did it'd be nice if you could predict it but that takes some of the fun out of it so when you're working with brands i think it's a little bit more complicated because obviously they want a million views for you know x dollars and you got to find like a happy middle ground explain how tiktok works all that stuff so it's definitely a little bit different than just saying hey this is what you pay me versus what you pay another influencer because just what the final product is and how many views you're getting but how much work you're putting in it's it can be complicated but it's fun
0: totally and, and yeah I mean I felt that pressure a bunch of times too when it's a paid post <laughs> and you want to do well and it doesn't do what you want it to and it's just like fuck are they going to want to do this again like
1: yeah so, and it I hear it's that led me to the point where i'm almost like you know here's the bare minimum performance that you will get obviously you know my expectations are way higher but this is what i can guarantee you if we were to not even hit that i will always you know post again for you yeah and so i think having a little safety net for most of the companies i work with is uh it leads them to be more apt to work with me
0: sure sure i mean you're you're definitely you know looking out for the brand as well and i think that's a great a great thing to offer. Yeah, I've done that in the past as well. Just offering a second post in case the first one doesn't yeah, do. Just in case. It's great. <laughs> just in case. So what's in store for the near future for uh, for you? So obviously I want to keep
1: crushing it on all the social media aspects, but it's hard to say with COVID, I really was planning on doing some pop-up bars across the country this, this coming fall. But with COVID, it's just not something that would be viable right now to put down a huge deposit on a venue and then, you know, unfortunately, have it be closed or something because I know all these poor venues, especially for like weddings and all that during last year, lost out on tons of money just because of how that worked. Now, if you put down a deposit and it's canceled due to COVID, I think it's a lot less lenient. And so ideally, I'm looking for next spring if things are lining up, but probably the following summer, I would love to do some pop-up bars here in Vegas, but also across the country
0: that'd be amazing. I I mean, I'm sure thousands of people would just come out and and want to see what you're making. So that, yeah, I
1: think it'd be a good time, not even necessarily just for people who like to drink, but just in general, I think we could set up, you know, lots of video games, lots of fun stuff to do.
0: How often are you asked to bartend somebody's party or wedding? I mean,
1: (laughs) Friends are always asking, but as far as putting myself out there as from like a business standpoint, I haven't totally jumped into it. The coolest thing, I think like a friend of a friend uh, asked for Steve Aoki and I'm like, yeah, I'd love to do that. And the party ended up getting delayed, but hopefully that's still in the works. We'll see here in the next couple months.
0: (laughs) Very cool. So uh, right now we're going to go into the blow up breakdown where we feature one of the guests biggest posts and here the master sword. (laughs) Obviously you're a big Zelda fan and I love the music you apply to and we're
1: going to check it out right now how to make the master sword first gin elderflower liqueur and blue carousel. next flip the glass lastly add club soda 35 years of greatness
0: so cool i lo- the perfect loop
1: i mean <laughs> always the perfect loop yeah so i guess that's another like staple of uh, my content that people really enjoyed but, yeah, and it,
0: and I love how you yeah the flip of the glass, so it's kind of like a a reverse sake bomb ish kind of thing. Yeah, um,
1: and I wanted to you know kind of represent pulling the sword out, just a fun little thing. And this is one of my favorite posts because one, I love Zelda. It's got the blue carousel in there, which is another staple of my page. But it's really just something creative. You're not going to get this in a bar, you know. It's something really fun to do at home. And so. It's really interesting to see, like, when a post goes viral like this one does, I think it's, you know, somewhere upwards of 2 million views, you get comments, you know, from everywhere, positive, negative, and just confused. <laughs> and so I had a lot of fun with it. And people were like, oh, why would you do that? I'm like, why not do that? And they're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's just, it's just for fun, you know. <laughs> yeah. All about having fun and having drinks, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally pleasing to the eye. And then how do you even... Like the sword pulling thing, like how did you even come up with this? Was it something you I had to think long and hard or it just came to you right away?
1: I guess it just came to me. I just, I don't think I had done it before. The most similar I had done in May of 2020, uh, I made like a Darth Vader drink like this where it involved flipping the glass, but that was more so to represent his helmet within a drink. Here I was just like, I must've just been thinking about it. You know, I was pulling that out. And, you know, what can that be similar to? Like, how can I make a sword into a drink? I want to do something really cool for Zelda. And I don't know how it came to me, but at some point it just clicked.
0: So cool. I mean, the duets on this must have been. I can't imagine <laughs> yeah. the duets that you get. <laughs> they're they're
1: all over the place, you know. <laughs> I think so. One of the top comments on there, somebody was like, "This this looks nothing like a sword. And I'm like, you know. What did you want me to do? Blend it up. And they're like, they just didn't have a response. They're like, well, you know, you can do this and that. And I'm like, this is about as close as you can get to having a sword and a drink without a literal sword, I think. Which I think is just another fun part of seeing just what level of seriousness people take towards uh, TikTok. Yeah. I'm like, it's a lot of fun, guys. Just loosen up.
0: (laughs) So you've also grown up on on IG. Uh, You started, I mean, YouTube is gaining momentum as well is a plan to go more into youtube or what so what you definitely
1: more in youtube i think to so obviously my content usually ranges from a 15 second to maybe 45 second video so youtube ideally if i'm making a video it's, i would like it to be around seven minutes i think is the the mark everyone wants to hit on youtube and so i'm like how can i you know better explain my cocktails better engage someone, but like, you know, still keep it interesting and keep their attention. And so I think I'm actually planning on getting started filming probably this week um, on a couple of new episodes. I wanna do, instead of like a Sonic cocktail, I wanna do, you know, what would that character drink? And first up is Sonic off my mind, but I wanna explain, you know, how I get to choosing those ingredients. So like, obviously for Sonic the Hedgehog, Fast Blue Blur, I'm going to have some blueberry Red Bull in there. And I want to explain as we go just why I picked those ingredients. And, you know, I think it'd be pretty exciting to think about.
0: Very cool. Yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Thanks for sharing that post. And we're going to go into a few questions. Jason, uh, name two of your favorite bars in Las Vegas.
1: I absolutely love uh, Jing over in downtown Summerlin. And then I recently checked out the Onyx Bar. I got to talking with their bartender, Joel. And he's such an awesome guy and made amazing drinks for me i just he really inspired me to kind of step my things up because he was lighting things on fire that wasn't just rum 151 He was thrown in greek yogurt uh he actually encouraged me he's like uh he made like a passion ginger whipped cream and i'm like how do you even do that And he's like dude buy this canister it's like 30 bucks on amazon i'm like really and so now i have a canister to make homemade whipped cream <laughs>
0: that's so cool yeah so, so
1: definitely uh two cool bars to check out
0: awesome uh favorite video game system of all time
1: all time i'd have to go with gamecube i absolutely loved like luigi's mansion that's where i first played majora's mask which is my all-time favorite zelda game video game anything of all time it had mario sunshine it just had so many classics
0: yeah, quite a unique system. I had it too. And so you're still rocking it? Like you you have a yeah, fully- Yeah, I still have it
1: over here. One of my best friends is coming actually to visit this weekend from Cleveland. And I'm like, hey, I got Super Mario Strikers set up and ready to go. So,
0: <laughs> How many video game systems do you have hooked up?
1: Hooked up? Okay. I have five. And then I think wow. I have an NES somewhere, Genesis, you know, all the classics. <laughs> I still keep That's my awesome. GameCube and my uh, Sega Dreamcast hooked up though. Always ready to go. <sighs>
0: so cool i
1: love the dreamcast the dreamcast was really cool too it's too bad sega has kind of been iffy on all their even their games that they put out recently but i'll always love the dreamcast
0: (laughs) if you could make a drink for someone famous who would it be
1: i would have to pick somebody probably probably ryan reynolds because i mean he's just such a such a cool guy he seems like Obviously, I haven't personally met him, but he seems like one of those people you meet and they're exactly how they appear on TV and in their movies. He seems like a very down to earth person. And I just think we could definitely do some funny shots or something like that.
0: <laughs> I think that would be amazing. And, and you know, he yeah. wouldn't be short on words after taking a drink or two. Exactly. So, like that'd uh, be awesome.
1: his iconic movie, Deadpool. He mentions like a blowjob shot, which is a, just a great shot. <laughs> very fun to do. And I'm like, I could, I could see us knocking out a couple of those.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very cool. What is the best bar accessory that everyone should have, but doesn't?
1: So personally I prefer, so the most iconic shaker when everyone thinks of it is a Boston shaker. It's got the two halves. Um, but I think everyone should use a cobbler. I think they're the best shakers, especially for at home. They're not as big as Boston shakers, which is why I don't think they make it to bars as often, but I think that's the best shaker. I think it's the easiest to use and it's, It's the all around best shaker. And I think it's highly underrated.
0: (laughs) All right. I'm going to check that out. I mean, I'm the market for a new shaker.
1: Yeah. There's some really nice uh, like stainless steel ones that I I really need to like invest and start selling on my own.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, there are a lot of people that love uh, food pair, food and drink pairings like fried chicken and champagne. Do you have a food and drink pairing that that you love or would recommend for people out there?
1: You know, I gotta be honest, I don't have anything too crazy. I've been wanting to, you know, get into pairing my food or my drinks with food better. But I gotta be honest, I think everything goes well with a cheese pizza. And that's usually what I'm having when I'm watching a movie or something. So,
0: <laughs> what's the craziest work proposition or pitch you've received? I don't think anything too
1: crazy. I've received some out, outright outrageous ones um, when I was still. So after the pandemic, I returned to Brio for about a month. I was like, you know, let's just see how it goes going back to work. And so the the store here in Las Vegas is actually like now the head store, iconic store. It's where they would do all the test runs, all that stuff. So all the higher up execs were coming in and one of them knew of my TikTok and so they're like hey like could you like post some videos for brio and i'm like oh yeah absolutely like you know let's figure something out so we were emailing back and forth and i'm like so here's what my rate would be blah blah, blah. and they're like oh like you wouldn't just you know do it for us like because you're getting paid like eight dollars an hour and i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> Like, and so i was i was just like downright offended and i'm like you know it's i'm i feel like i'm worth something and they're like oh we, we don't really need that right now and i'm like okay it was just a really interesting proposition that they had like hey just work for free
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's hard to explain for people that don't know or or don't realize how popular just how popular are. i mean that's yeah, yeah that's it was, a crazy it's thing interesting <laughs> yeah my ex uh, the company i used to work for just asked me to, to feature them in a post for their their shitty restaurant. I'm like, no, I'm not <laughs> doing that for anything.
1: Yeah. So. And it's, so many companies are like, hey, like recently, like an ice mold company reached out to me, and like, hey, we'd love to send you some skull ice cubes. And I'm like, well, I have a whole bunch of those. So I'm like, Here, here's what my rate would be. And they're like, well, we're just getting started. And I'm like, hit up someone else who's just getting started. Right. I, I just right. don't, it's not really fair to me. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand, guys. <laughs> and like, I, totally. I'm sure it is so hard to start out companies and all that. You want to, reach out. But at the same time, you got to understand the rejection part of it too.
0: Yeah. I mean, any company should have marketing dollars, you know, to allocate and to just approach you. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. So I guess for them, they send it out hoping for a Hail Mary. and
1: I I think that is what happens because when I first was getting started out, there was a couple of times I was like, oh, people want to send me alcohol. I'll take that. Like, I'll make a video for you. And then I'm realizing, oh, I'm like valuable. That's why they're sending me you know, free alcohol isn't really free alcohol.
0: (laughs) Right. What was uh, in your last Amazon package?
1: My last Amazon package was probably the whipped cream dispenser. (laughs) I think I got that (laughs) yesterday or the day before. I might have literally right outside right now, I'm getting uh, a couple different spices. I'm getting nutmeg, vanilla bean, and I actually have a pumpkin sitting on my counter. I'm gonna try to make some pumpkin spiced vodka. So we're gonna gonna see how it goes. Yeah,
0: We're, we're in the season. Yeah, people love that. Germans believe that Jägermeister is healthy as it was marketed as a stomach digestive and cough suppressants. Uh, what do you think? Is Jägermeister healthy?
1: <laughs> I, you know, I'm one of those people who actually really enjoy Jäger. So, hey, if it's healthy, I'm, I'm all for it. <laughs> I think, yes. yeah, I think it was marketed as a tonic for the longest time.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then uh, some of the Germans that I met, they, yeah, they just uh, – they. Say it's medicine, so
1: (laughs) I won't ask too many questions on it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, finally, uh, what is the best cure for a hangover in your professional opinion?
1: Um, it depends on how your day is going. You know, what do you have planned for the rest of the day? If you want to get up, keep going. I personally, I make my favorite drink is a painkiller. Um, that's what you should drink every day of vacation. If you've had too much, the next day just have a painkiller it's some dark rum, pineapple juice, orange juice, cream of coconut and a little bit of nutmeg and it's absolutely delicious. Hardly tastes like there alcohol. There's alcohol in it. And that's going to keep you going. But if you actually want to recover, you just got to drink some water. Suck it up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the first one better. I like that.
1: I agree. Just prolong it and you know, that's your problem in a week or something <laughs> when you're off the bender. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Well, this was fun. This is interesting for me because you know we've never met in person. This is actually the first time we've right. actually talked. Of all the podcasts I've done, I, I've known everyone, uh, all the guests uh, prior or, or had a conversation with them. But yeah, thanks for doing this. And uh, it was Absolutely. really fun. Thanks for having me on. Of course. Of course. Keep killing it. Uh, follow at yeah. Sin City Bartender on TikTok and at the Sin City Bartender on IG. Um, Jason, was there anything else you wanted to plug or, or talk about?
1: No, just want to say congrats to you for 200K, by the way. Well, thanks. So you just Jack. hit that milestone. So that's awesome.
0: Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been a crazy ride. As you know, this whole social media train, I mean, who would have thought, you
1: who know, would have thought? years
0: later, we'd be here talking about videos blowing up, posts blowing up. So, right. but yeah, I'm super stoked to see what you come up with in the future, near future with the whipped cream. And uh, <laughs> yeah, expect a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So yeah, thanks for listening guys. Till next week. Uh see you around. Thanks for tuning into the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast. For more information about me and where I've been dining recently, check out my Instagram and TikTok at Las Vegas Phil or feel free to drop me an email at Las at gmail.com.